2: Tom Bernard show with
3: JB
0: Murray, house comedy.
2: Andy Brent Bernard, no Ralph D'Avastion, M.D., the
4: Hackmaster. T.J. Miller. Um, I used to be the Heckmaster, but I just found out that I'm not. (laughs) That's going to change the rest of the day. And, uh, yeah, from the Emoji Movie and Yogi Bear 3D and performing at the House of Comedy uh, this entire weekend.
1: And Deadpool coming out. Deadpool 2 coming out. Deadpool 2 and
4: Ready Player One right now in theaters. Go see it in IMAX and go see it 3D. It's worth it. Even if you're like me and you get a little sick, Doing the 3D, uh, still very much worth... It's it's just beautiful. It's like a technical achievement. It's like nothing you've ever seen. You know, it is truly E.T. level or Star Wars level. Uh, Fantasia, level. Yeah, Fantasia, Fantasia level. Yeah, Fantasia yeah. level. Yeah, it really, it really if is. If and the book's great, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll be right
0: back right after this. Don you.
2: Oh, that's right. We're not going to
1: play gonna music in.
2: No. Nope. Malina's visiting his
1: brother in New York. So yeah. My, you know.
2: Malina's visiting his brother. Uh, Mom and Alex are visiting her parents. Her parents. Everybody's on vacation
1: ones. except for yeah. Me. visiting. <laughs> yeah. What's tonight? I was going to go. Just
4: us. We're all working. <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Just us. We're all working. Okay. So Murray, JB. Yeah. So there's a story I'm doing <clears throat> this morning <clears throat> about a guy who gave up his kidney. He he <clears throat> reached. Out. He graduated in 1969 from some high school. Uh, he's a black guy. He needs a kidney, right? So he puts out a message to all of the all the people, you know, he went to high school with and whatever. So this guy steps up doesn't remember him, mm-hmm. but he gives him a kidney anyway. He's a match. He gives him a kidney. It's a true story. I read it this morning. Here's the amazing part, though. So the, this guy steps up, gives him a kidney, and they got video of him. And the black guy's in bed, and he's got a big smile on her, shaking hands. And the other guy's shaking hands with him. And the guy says, who got the guy who got the kid, and he says, oh, it's just amazing, it's unbelievable, because we don't remember each other from high school or anything, man. And, and the weird thing is, like, he's white. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you mean, the weird thing, he's white? So, basically, well, what is... If,
2: if he <laughs> has medical knowledge, which, you know, I don't know if he does or not, but it is kind of weird, because you have to be, like... There's a whole lot of things that have to match up genetically in order for a transplant to work. So it's like you know you'd kind of I think told that yeah you, you'd kind of think that you'd have to be like you know Same somewhat right. think related. That's what he meant? Do you yep. think
1: he knew all about that? The- Maybe. <laughs>
2: if, I
1: mean, I know. No. I mean, what I mean, you mean know. he had to because
4: they, you know you wouldn't want them saying this probably won't work out. Hey, you <laughs> then know, both you're, them are you're black,
1: so this is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
3: would not be good.
4: Yeah. But, but about, get it. go ahead. Well, I about, just I, I love the idea. <laughs> Of, you know, a guy who's walking around and, you know, if somebody says, like, you know, you should start saying, like, this guy's a black guy and... Uh, <laughs> I mean, he has a white kidney. The uh, white kidney. I mean, he's got a white kidney, but yeah, he's phenomenal. That's great that that guy stepped up to the plate and I that's didn't even remember. Him. So
2: the, all the old old uh, race laws are going to have to you know revisit that. You know, if you get a white yeah. kidney, does that change? Yeah, you white know? kidney. Right.
1: Like, we I, a band called White Kidney. Man, do you play an instrument?
4: Uh, no, but I own a slide trombone. Okay, well,
1: that's right. You told me you own a slide, and I, I was a singer, so you, we'll start we'll start a band called White
3: Kidney. White kidney It would phenomenal I would tell you I would remember The two white kids In my high school White kidney Black penis yeah. <laughs> oh, That's, the that's ideal the best of all the world no, that's, that's the lead singer yeah. Would be
1: Yeah the lead singer Black, <laughs> black penis <laughs> You could do Yes we do no, He's the lead
4: things. singer You're, You would be black penis And the rest of us Would yeah, be, kidneys. be a kidneys of, of course it's just you, you and me So it's you singing And me not being able To play the slide trombone <laughs> The
1: slide trombone But not playing it Oh boy. There are still people who, when I talk to them on the phone, think I'm black anyway because of the tone of my voice. Not the way I talk, but the tone. They think it's a specifically black tone. It's like, well, I got this from my mother and she was white, so I don't think. It...
4: I am, um, for a long time, in the very beginning, people were like, TJ Miller, I just found out TJ Miller is white. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why, but like hundreds and hundreds of people on the internet truly believed. That I was black, just from hearing my name. That's DJ. it. They never seen me, and uh, I never knew that. I never knew that that was a common name in the community.
1: Jb,
0: but the prejudice of white people, the prejudice. Are you when you think you hear stuff like that? That's still the image that many people carry, even to a younger age. I mean, that's those, those would be what the. You could refer it to as the remnants of racism, or the remnants of I don't know what would more I don't prejudice. Think it's racism? So, no, it's not race, right, but it's prejudice. It's a prejudice where you say you hear something, you say, "Oh, that's what that must be." Must I, be, I, I, judge I,
4: I just okay. think black people are more efficient, and they're like, "Let's just do initials."
3: <laughs> get, let's get through
4: this fucking introduction immediately, yeah, yeah. and uh, I got shit to do. <laughs>
1: now, now here's I mean? the deal. No, you got to be honest, though, Ralph. I'm over everything, I don't want him to hear this. That's why I'm whispering. But when you first heard that Murray was coming in, I mean, you know. Oh, I know. That was... When I met Murray, I was just a little uncomfortable. But I thought <laughs> I thought your name you said your name was Murray. <laughs> I thought
3: Murray was Irish. Yeah, Murray, Irish. <laughs> Irish. Well, Hispanic. Uh,
2: Why don't you stop messing with your microphone there? Oh, that's Jay, the man. one I think that's the one Mom broke.
1: Oh, my my wife usually sits in that spot Uh-oh. and she
2: well i replace. i adore it, my so wife I, I
1: absolutely love my wife and i adore her but man she can destroy things it's i think unbelievable. it's the cop a button they, she they, broke. Really,
4: they can really step on the uh, technology sometimes <laughs> to wives
1: it's really kind of sad to tell you the truth uh that she's not here because she's a huge fan of yours my wife oh i'm a them.
4: fan of hers and also her low standards
1: <laughs> which you. i can tell because she's it's a fan really of mine nice <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can't get any lower than that. Let me get the door. I swear oh, to God, man. you know Adam Hunter, comedian Adam Hunter? Yeah, yeah. Adam's sitting where you are, right? And Catherine's sitting over there. And Catherine is a very pretty woman. I mean, she, she just is, right?
4: Yeah, you married up. Oh, way up. Yeah, yeah, all the way up. You can see yeah. I don't know
1: you have to agree with me on all the way up TV. Especially because
4: I haven't yeah. seen her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I
1: have. I'll reiterate it. Yeah, way uh, up. So Adam says, well, so who's that? And I said, it's Catherine. Well, how, how did she? I said, she's my wife. And he goes, what? And I said, it's, she's my wife. And he goes, where'd you meet? Unmatch.com. That's amazing. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Adam. Thank Unharmony.com. you. So Unharmony.com. <laughs> 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 Unharmony.com.
4: Back to the tech thing, My uh, <laughs> Kate goes, uh, she, she just sort of has said, You know, she cleans up after the cats, and the cats are kind of her domain and feeds them and all that kind of stuff. I just like live around them and, like, you know, they stay out of my way, I stay out of their way. (laughs) It's fine. And, uh, but so she handles certain stuff like that. She, you know, she does the dishes, makes food. I wash the dishes, uh, take out the trash. But uh, technology is my department. And man, these passwords are starting to fuck up my life, or at least an hour of my life. Because, and it's, I feel bad for Kate and I've told her that, but she absolutely says like, no, no, no big deal. I'm glad you're handling it. But I, um, I, you know, with the passwords and now I got to go to my computer and get my phone and then I enter it in incorrectly and we know it's free on Netflix, but I forgot the password for that because it's different from all the other ones (laughs) because we got hacked and all this kind of shit. And it is just so, so, so frustrating for me and then this poor woman has to sit there because we live in a 700 square apartment in Manhattan like you oh, can yeah. hear me from any place in the apartment <laughs> it's basically two rooms and a bathroom and a half and uh, she just has to hear me as I try and put together what we're watching tonight just like god Damn it! <laughs> Fuck! Well, shit! <laughs> Babe, do you want to just watch The Princess Bride?
1: <laughs> watch that
4: again. It Let's watch Real Genius for a 14th time. Because I can't figure out our fucking iTunes password from the Google password, from the Amazon Prime password, and Netflix, you know, forget about that. We're going through it.
1: No, you're absolutely right. That's what what I'm going through at home because of the two Roku's missing, and they they messed up my Wi-Fi. I have no idea what all those passwords are. I have
4: no clue. It's terrible. And, and, you know, the only ones you can remember are the most hackable ones, like your own phone number, (laughs) your mother's maiden name. Yes, (laughs) all that good stuff. Someone you know's birthday. It's like all that (laughs) information is available.
3: Well, I've done what they tell you would be the worst thing to do. I have them all written down. Oh uh, yeah, that is the worst. All, the yeah, only thing worse right
1: than up. that. There's a chair over there, isn't there?
3: Yeah. Uh, the
4: only thing worse than that, and uh, Don't be quiet. Uh, then. There's nothing worse than that. I think, in terms of security, is using yeah. the same password on every single. And that's the other thing I do. I
3: would use the same. Who cares? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, it's... I wouldn't do that. I, I, no, it's I my mother's name plus. It, Oh, Some wait, other things.
4: <laughs> he almost just totally gives it up. <laughs> Everybody listening is like, mm, free Netflix.
1: That's a great story about his mother. Actually, she said just before she died that other than Catholic priests, I'm the only white man she ever liked. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he thought, likes to
3: stretch this. That did like exactly I, what you told me. You know me? what? I
4: found out because I did a do at like a theater performance in high school. Um, with a black girl, it was really funny. We actually did a Chevy Chase Richard Pryor sketch, oh, the I job interview game. sketch. Oh, Have you God. ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's really funny. <laughs> dead oh, yeah. honky and um, <laughs> honky, honky. honky honky, dead honky. <laughs> and uh, so I so I did this. Um, you know, we decided to make it racial and to you, you know do that sketch. And I was talking to her, and we were pretty good friends before, but we got to be really good friends sort of preparing for this thing. And she told me something that I had never known, and when I tell white people, uh, they don't believe it. And maybe you can confirm this or not, or maybe you haven't heard it, but uh, that white people, when they get out of the pool, smell like wet dogs. (laughs) Oh, Just from the laugh, I know that it's true. Okay, there we it's, go. It's,
3: I'm not saying it's true, ah! oh, but I'm not wait, with it. that it, you're. I, I have heard other black people say that about white people. <laughs> wow. They smell
2: like dogs. Wet, smell no like wet,
3: dogs. Dogs. wet dogs. Wet dogs. That's, that's even worse.
2: Hated the smell of people who were just in the pool. I don't know why. Because <laughs> you're, you're probably you're black. Yeah. But that's
3: just like you know some. There's uh, some black guys. If you're around them right after you just played ball or something, yeah, they smell like hard-boiled eggs. You know, yeah, like, they're mm-hmm. to that. But I don't think
4: I think, I think right now you you guys have the long end of the stick, uh, and that's a metaphor. Um, and we're wet dogs when we get out of the. Believe me, it's a myth. Well, you know, I don't think us smelling like wet dogs when we get out of the pool is a myth. Uh, just an observation, and so she told me that almost every white person I've ever met, when they hear that, they can't believe it. They've never heard it. And it also it. opens up the world to them. Of like, yeah, I guess if it's a room of all black people, they just are <laughs> probably saying like, I'm at this fucking cracker. He just got out of the pool. He, he smelled so much like a wet dog. I want to put a fucking collar on him.
3: I've just never seen black people around a pool. Fish. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's no Frozen or unfrozen? Yeah,
4: frozen. No ice fish. Yeah. Uh, Ice in a pool? Gonna... Yeah, yeah, not really not Murray. actually... Murray's going like, no, no, no. Yeah, CJ Sullivan, the guy opening for me at the House of the Comedy this weekend, hilarious, a headliner in his own right, really, really funny. He has a joke with a lot of places we go, but especially Minnesota uh, and Michigan, which is like, you know, the UP. It's crazy. <laughs> and uh, he goes, you guys are really white out here, but you're a different level of white. You're like... You're like ice fishing white. <laughs> and uh, I love that. I love the image of that. I love just a group of guys headed to go ice fishing. Yeah, I can only imagine stupid white people. Yeah. They're, when you see the polar bear club, is that the name of the people that jump into the cold yeah, water? Yep. It's blind. all white, older idiots. <laughs> Michael it's Brian. people that look like me.
2: Yeah, It's Michael Brown. I do security for those events. Is that yeah, true? you just do
3: security. Yeah, you don't have to jump in. You don't in. jump in. No, absolutely. And we get the we get the warm clothes too. They get they provide you with a jacket and a sweat
4: Swe- what security is there? Do you have people kinda trying to stop <laughs> hey, these man. guys from jumping into the pool? Um
3: uh, no, there's a whole there's a I mean you have to
4: ward off polar bears.
3: <laughs> it's been a big deal now, so there's a lot
2: of celebrities that go to and like oh. endorse the event and do advertisement and stuff. Really? So. We're kind of just there for them.
4: Wow. So, I, I mean, I would do that, but I'm not sure <laughs> I would rush to do it. I don't think <laughs> like, I'd do it. We, oh, here's a quick story. So, um, <laughs> and it's not about ice fishing, but it's close. Uh, cliff jumping, right? Mm-hmm. So on my honeymoon, uh, Kate and I went to, you know, there was this opportunity for us to cliff jump. And it was a really high cliff. And we both got up there and I was like, just do it. You're going to love it. You're going to be so happy that you did. And she's like, "Ah, that's really high up. And I said, that's okay. We'll hold hands. And we were about to jump off and the captain of the boat was like, "No, no, no, don't hold hands. You shouldn't hold hands. And both of us felt, we didn't say it, but we were like, this is a bad idea not to hold hands. And we jumped and she freaked out Right before and tried to stop herself From jumping And luckily she didn't fall straight down Because there were rocks there She could have died But she started down and then pushed herself off Of the rock But cut her foot so badly on the honeymoon That she had trouble walking the next few days And I I mean there's nothing you can feel worse about And there's nothing that can ruin a honeymoon She wasn't mad I mean she was like just grateful that nothing worse happened and I was really afraid that she would never cliff jump again. I just, I thought, you know, are we going to have kids and she's going to be the mother that's like, no, 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 I don't do that. I had a terrible experience <laughs> on my fucking honeymoon <laughs> where I almost died cliff jumping. And then recently we went to Bermuda, which if you live in New York, it's like an hour flight and it's right. it, it, it's really inexpensive if you live in New York and, um, or I suspect, I guess DC also, but specifically New York, and uh, and we went to this place uh, where there was cliff jumping, and she was actually the one that pointed it out. And so we went there, and there were sort of cliffs that were t- close to the ground, but they were still pretty scary. There was one that was really tall, and one that wasn't that tall. So when you
0: say really tall, it's like a hundred feet.
4: I mean, I'm not good with those things, <laughs> but I, I think yeah. I mean, we're talking so about
0: is, is it like five seconds? After you jump off before you hit the water?
4: Yeah, it's it's the size of a football field goal.
1: Here's what we'll do. We'll take a very quick break so Andy doesn't have to do much editing. And you know what? The ending <laughs> of the
4: story hasn't happened, so it's a real cliffhanger.
1: See, it's a real <laughs> cliffhanger. There are, only, there are only shows left on Sunday. I'm going to be right back in two minutes, Tom Bernard Show.
2: I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company ask one of our
4: bankers what they love about business banking, they always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital and equipment
1: loan or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC An Equal Housing Lender. Did you know that 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855-555-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. <laughs> Are we back? Yep. Andy, you're doing a good job. It's my nice. son, Andy, right there.
4: That's your son? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, you did a lot better than your father. I mean, no qu- plus, There's you got all an all IQ of about, about
1: 200, so that helps, too. You know, yeah,
4: yeah. I don't, I don't know the range of that either. It's like the height of the cliff. So I'm over oh, here going 200? What is it? Vacuum. Out of what? 500? That doesn't sound so good. <laughs> it's
1: not that big a deal, really. So, ladies and gentlemen, we now go back. We return. To the. We return to the cliff story. The sh-
4: who knows what lurks in the shadows? The, shadows the shadow of the cliff.
1: knows. I used to do a lot of that voiceover. Yeah? Oh, yeah, I did a lot of that stuff.
4: I love Well, you got so a great voice. Scary. Yeah. Why do... Okay, quick diversion. Uh, why do we think, can you tell I couldn't pay any attention in school and got in trouble a lot? Oh, oh, yeah. uh, quick diversion. Um, well, you know what? Now I just forgot. <laughs> it. Uh, so the end of the, uh, the end, oh no, why do you guys think that um, Americans like a gravelly voice more than a clear one. Do you have any thoughts on an that? Int-
3: that? You're right about that. Though. It's huh. probably what they experience as a kid. You know, either their grandparents a or their smoking. parents had, a lot of smoking. had yeah. them, and it's a comforting. My mother's voice. voice. I've never heard like that. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Did she smoke?
1: Oh yeah.
4: Yeah. So I think you could attribute it to the Marlboro Man, but I also think truly that it's because. We're, especially in Colorado and on the West Coast, we're sort of frontiersmen. Like, we inhabited this country and kind of made our way all the way to the West. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something very American about a voice that sounds like you smoke and you drank and Suzanne you kind of Plachette live in the Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Suzanne she had a great voice. Yes, she Bla- did.
4: Black penis and the white kidneys, that was their hit. I,
1: think. <laughs> I think it was, yes.
4: Uh, but, yeah, white I think Kiddie. it's that, and I think it also <laughs> conveys this idea of, I don't care, I'm kind of living life right now in the moment. Yeah, I think so. So there might be some of that. So Kate um, said, I want to start with the small cliff. And I said, well, do you want to go off it first or do you want me to? And she said, well, I think you should. So I jump off of it. And then I'm in the water. And she's like, how was it? And I'm like, it's great. Just jump out forward. And so she jumped and made it. And then we both did the the taller cliff, which was not as tall as the first one. But it was it's pretty tall. And uh, we went up there and we said, let's hold hands on this one and just jump off this fucking cliff. And uh, it worked, and I mean, I was so relieved, and I, 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 I admitted to her that I was worried that she would never jump off a cliff again, or, right. or have the courage right. to do that, because she had a bad experience. She couldn't believe it. She was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck do you mean you thought I wasn't going to jump <laughs> off a cliff? This this is also Kate, I mean, this really is Kate's words, but she's like, I'm not a fucking pussy, like I... <laughs> <laughs> of like course I was gonna try bit, it again. Know. Yeah, don't don't That's call phenomenal. me like a
1: scaredy cat. That's phenomenal.
4: And she it is funny, she does. She she talks like a New Yorker. Oh, not she, li- not like a Philadelphian. She lived there for seven years. We did we met in college. Oh okay. um, and I we just did Philadelphia last weekend and she talks like a New Yorker but not like a Philadelphian. No, that's just my alarm that goes off to uh, not to stop talking. I uh, apologize. So, no, no, no. And so um, she, she'll talk like a New Yorker. But uh, in Philadelphia, she had a good friend from Philadelphia. And in Philadelphia, we, uh, uh, I got huge laughs when I found out that it wasn't just Kate's friend, Jillian from philadelphia that talked like this but that all women in philadelphia talk like this (laughs) what i'm about to talk like and um and uh that was only because i overheard it like two or three times in a bar but in philadelphia that's the only city where the girls will straight up be like yo hold that thought i gotta go take a shit (laughs) <laughs> and it's just like The weirdest Grossest But everyone laughed Like all the guys laughed They were like Yeah that is That's part of our sc- culture We're a bunch of scumbags You can call them slime bags To their face And they're like Yeah Yeah <laughs> We fucking love our sports. And our girls do notify us that they're shitting and not pissing. Just say you need to go to the water closet. The water closet. The, the water district. closet. I'll, excuse me. I'm going to the water closet. I don't need to imagine you being like, guys either. I don't need to imagine you being like.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great did you work that. on that sound effect that <laughs> no, that's the on first time I've that's done that, that. Yeah. <laughs> done and that, that was about effect.
4: to be even more disgusting with the fact that like in Philly a girl said that she was like I'm going to take a shit I'll be right back and I'm like the whole time I'm trying to have a conversation and drink and there's this girl in the bathroom and I'm wondering like you know I wonder if she folds or crinkles the toilet paper <laughs> and I hope she doesn't get any shit on her hands and I hope that'd that good. she that'd be good yeah, so, but Kate, yeah, she doesn't go that far. It's not that raw.
1: So where did Kate grow up?
4: Uh, in a one stoplight town in Michigan uh, called Napoleon. Uh, no black people there. Where'd you go to college? Uh, in D.C. We oh, went. did Yeah, and then um, she moved to New York after college. I moved to Chicago to do oh, okay. Second City yeah. and kind yeah. of become a stand-up. And... Uh, then, you know, we broke up a couple times, always stayed friends, but just, we couldn't do the long, the long distance thing didn't make sense. Yeah. And uh, I, I was sort of saying, I'll be done in Chicago in six months, I'll be done in Chicago in a year, and it was just, eventually she, but of course she ended up dating this guy for five years that was like emotionally and physically abusive, and fucking spied on her tech yeah. stuff, so he, he recorded right. all her keystrokes, and had a tracker on her phone and all this stuff that was really scary. Um, Although she herself has mentioned like that has become very important, you know, now for where we're at in terms of the fame game because it's very, there's a real darkness to fame. It's like we've already had money extorted and you know, and it's just, you become a moving target. Kate describes it as it's like, if you walked on the street and you were wearing a suit of $100 bills. like There were just $100 bills everywhere. So everybody just thinks, oh my gosh, they must be so rich. This guy tried to extort $1.5 million from us. And, from you and your wife? And Kay and I are going,
2: what $1.5 million? <laughs> like, Can you
4: show it to me? We <laughs> yeah. want to look at it. Take it Dan. So you and have to and, be uh, uh,
2: pretty high up on the fame uh, fame ladder to just have that much cash to be flying able, around. Yeah,
4: to be able to not get somebody to like... Do damaging things to you essentially, so and we got hacked and that was like a disaster and so there's a lot of actually I had a show recently where at, at the show that I'm the show that I'm doing right now in the act I say what are some of the most wonderful feelings that a human being can have and somebody said fame and I said no that is simply not the case. Um, It just comes with all bad, no good. Like, the good is we get to skip lines. Like, that's the end of it. Right. And we can maybe get a particular <laughs> table at the restaurant, but the only reason they're, we're doing that is because otherwise, you know, our dinner is interrupted constantly. And so, uh you know, and, that, and I understand it, and I also understand why it frustrates her, because we'll be in a discussion or... Arguing a point and somebody will just be like, hey, I hate to interrupt. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you really hated to, then you wouldn't have Why interrupted. <laughs> right. So do, don't do even it. say that. Just be like, hi, I, I wanted to take a picture with you because I think that I'll become more popular on social media. Which also in the act, I talk about how we're going to look back at social media. I think in about 10, 15 years, yeah. maybe sooner, like people look at smoking cigarettes Absolutely. in the 50s or 60s. But, you know, just say, I want to take a picture, I'm going to post it, and I hope it gets a ton of likes. And then people are going to be like, whoa, you have that social currency. What was it like meeting that person? Um, And so we used to actually sort of say, like, I know we can't take a picture, but I want to meet you. I'm TJ. And then get their name and say thank you for your support. And then after the election, I just started taking pictures again because I feel like, especially in Manhattan, Los Angeles, where I spent all my time. People just, you know, their days are, are are pretty dismal, so they might as well like have a, you know, a kind of fun moment. I always take a picture of Kate's not there, um, and I take pictures with people that I work with. But it's just, I mean, you you wouldn't even believe it. And then you reach a level of fame, um, which I think you probably have, which is people are like, "That's that person," but I'm not going to bother them because. They've probably been bothered a thousand times.
2: Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, no, I don't know. I'd rather just leave someone alone. I think. I um. I have to ask you a question about this. Question.
4: Or it's fun to just say, "Love your work." Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but
1: I like what you yeah, do. Yeah, be good.
4: Or people yell. You know, keep on, keeping on. But I'd say one out of every ten. And I didn't mean to interrupt you. Let's return oh, to that no point. Problem. But it, one out of ten people. Um, yeah, one out of every ten interactions I have in New York City is like horrible. Like nine of them are just nice people. They want a picture. They see something nice. And then one is just this self-entitled white (laughs) 23-year-old college graduate who's just like drunk during the day and is like, Mm -hmm. Hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck this guy, right? That's a famous guy. He won't even pay attention to his fans. Everybody, right? Fuck you. Fuck him.
0: I've spent and, a lot of time uh, in New and, York, and, 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 and you can get that reaction without being famous. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too fully. Exactly. It's so there funny because
4: everybody else on the street is like avoiding eye contact exactly. with her because they're like, well, this is the most embarrassing part of our city. There's a woman doing this? Fuck yeah, a 23-year-old girl. Oh, God. That's my least favorite demographic. <laughs> Self-entitled young white what, women. women?
2: Yeah, college, yeah. Can, uh, college can produce some entitlement, it seems. Oh. No doubt about that. So my question is this: and College professors, gotta hate hate them. My deal. Well,
3: they, they created them, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't <gonna> start. <laughs> they were the ones who cre- they're the ones who created them. I worked on a college. Yeah. Andy, you and, picked it a scab. Oh uh, yeah, that deep one.
4: But you're for me. Uh, but you're also implying that it's your fault that self-entitled. I'm they not a college entitled- professor. Oh, okay.
3: I'm a, an equipment manager. Okay. Athletics.
4: But I think yeah, the police have to deal with these college kids. It's ugh. so. What was your question?
1: So, I mean, in my situation, it's a localized thing. In your world, it's absolutely national and at this point international because, yeah. you know. It's, no,
4: it is. I mean, we were it's, in. Yeah,
1: it's international. Now.
4: Yeah, we were in Iceland and this guy was walking on the street. He stops and he goes, hey, are you TJ Miller? Are you on that show? And I said, yeah. <laughs> are you on and that show? And he goes show? like this. He goes, are you high right now? <laughs> first question out of the gates and I was like That's a great question. And, and I go no not really why
1: are are you high and he was like oh yeah and then he just walked away and that was it so my question to you is when you first find out about that that, you, that people know who you are the thing, it, it was devastating to me how much people love money I mean they will do Anything for money. They'll harm anybody. Yeah, they'll They'll, lie. They'll lie. They'll do... I mean, that really broke my heart. It really did. Even
4: big companies, you know. Even there are companies that are, you know, the people
1: at the top making the
4: decisions who you're suing or what publicity stunt to do are doing that because they want money. They want to figure out how to get some source of money. Everybody just believes that celebrities are famous, lucky people that deserve, you know, to give you money because you're not happy with your life, but as our driver says, like, I don't know how you live with yourself if you're that kind of person, but yeah, there are people that do that. I've never had any international extortion yet. Not but, yet. But, you know, I after mean, Deadpool too. You know, there's the, time. <laughs> the tough thing, is plenty of time. Ready Player One, once Ready Player One goes to streaming, exactly. I am fucked. Yeah. Uh No, I think, you know, we just lately, Kate and I have sort of starkly realized like we have to drastically change our lives yeah. and our lifestyle. And I think I was, fame sort of, I was catching up to the fame, the fame. I never, when I tweet, I don't think that it's going to over a quarter of a million people. Right. I just tweet. I just, that's, you know, I'm, I'm sort of interacting with fans, telling them that I'm doing shows. But uh you know, I just, I, I became much more famous than I was behaving for for a very, very long time, for a decade, and now it's clear. I mean, because I mean, I'm an extrovert, I'm a people person, Murray's like that. Um, I, li- I like, in New York City, I like, as I'm walking home or something, to, like, dip into a, a bar with some real history, you know, something right. that started in the early 1900s or the late 1800s. And And sit and start just talking to a stranger or have a conversation with the bartender. That's just my father-in-law's that way. That's just something that I, you know, that's the kind of guy I am. And that's over. Like it's, it's pretty much done because if I do anything that is in any way embarrassing or just anything like that, people will try and get an angle Yep. and then get some money or they just want the social currency. You know, lately, uh, Kate and I have had a lot of um, – it it's, it's been very frustrating. We had a lot of people kind of crawl out of the woodwork from high school, from grade school, from people that we don't even know, and they are very much – you know, they're trying – it's benevolent, their, their initiative, but they're trying to initiate – the possibility of like, hey, if you ever want to visit and kind of hide away, we, I, I can rent a cabin in Virginia or, hey, are things okay? This is my experience in my life. Here's my advice to you. I just, You know what it is? Unsolicited advice and unsolicited, uh, hey, we can be your your hideaway, your right. sort of right. Palm Springs or Desert Hot Springs for Al Capone or somebody like that. And, and what Kate and I have really talked about is like, You know, we are, uh, you know, we don't need that. And it's also it's self-serving because it's, they have the social currency. They're looking for the social currency, either subconsciously or consciously to be able to say, well, I'm the one that they came and visited. Meanwhile, Kate found us and we live in like a fortress in New York city and you know we know our neighbors in the building and all that kind of stuff but uh you know kate sort of explained that like i don't even explain but we just like we we don't i do local press to promote the shows but we just don't talk to the press anymore you know people want to and i think there is something to that and i wish i would have learned it sooner but like The press right now, because the news cycle is twenty four hours, and they have to have everything's clickbait. You know, online it's all Zuckerberg smashed by so and so, or this person totally destroyed this person. Watch so, and it's it's really mean spirited, and it's uh, really strange. And so the media in general is not trying to help anybody. And like I say in my show, you don't refresh your news app and get and be like, oh, well, that's great. <laughs> I, just, I just found out oh, that uh, everybody in Mississippi found a small toy <laughs> chest of gold doubloons. What a great day. It's never that. It's always terrible. And so that's another thing that I talk about in the show is like I, I thank the audience um, for ripping their attention away from these screens that I think are kind of ruining our lives and like making a night of it going to dinner, you know, even eating at the club cuz they have really really good food, watching a live show, shutting off their their fucking cell phones for an hour and a half and then having the rest of the night either going out and partying and talking about the show or going home and you know, having had an experience where the, they can talk about and relive and all that kind of stuff, so I'm, you know, I'm very, very much into that, and that's why I like um, that's why I like traveling and doing stand-up because it's also me spending my time with you. I'm coming to you. right. I'm in Bloomington, Minnesota, in the largest mall in North America. Unless you ask Edmonton, and they'll say that they have
3: <laughs> the exactly.
4: largest. And I love that everybody here knows Edmonton. The same like guys if I said that, if I said that, should right exactly. If I said that in New York, everybody would be like Emma, what? <laughs> and, uh, uh, but yeah, I came. I'm in a hotel that's attached to a mall, and I don't necessarily need to be here, but I want to very much. So I don't want to be. Away from my wife four days a week, right? But I'm on tour every weekend for the through August, and uh, you know, so I like that. But when I'm, I'm understanding that when it comes to being famous for things like Deadpool and Ready Player One, and you know, whatever it is, uh, Office Christmas Party, or if she's out of my league, two very well done gag driven comedies. I call them Hangover movies because if you see them on TV. On a Sunday and you're hungover, you just are like, I'm going to leave this on because I know I'm going to get some giggles here in a second. And my head feels like shit. Uh, Just to stay out of it. Just like we went to the premiere of Love, Gilda, which is really good, but Tribeca Film Festival, that was their opening film. It's a documentary about Gilda Radner. It's it's everything. It's fantastic. And uh, we just, we're past that point where we kind of, get dressed up and do the photos and then the press line and all that kind of stuff. And we just go in the back. Like, we just want to see the fucking movie. Like, I don't need everyone to be taking pictures of me. I don't need to talk to everybody. I'm not that guy. I'm not that comedian. You guys can kind of tell from how unfunny I've been on the, the podcast. But... No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but... Uh, this
1: conversation is but,
4: very important. But it's, uh, you know, it is. it is... Now it's almost being forced upon us But we just, you know, we become more reclusive. Honestly, we just, I I don't need to be on all the time. I don't need to be the center of the attention in the room. In fact, a big part of why I left Silicon Valley was because five months out of the year, I was in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And if Kate was visiting, she's kind of not doing any of her career because she's a mixed media artist and that all lives in New York City. I didn't like Los Angeles and I wanted to do more stand-up. And, you know, so that's, that's kind of, that's, that's what I love. And I, I love doing films because, and even more than television, because they have such a permanence to them. Like, we've all seen our favorite movie probably 20 times or right. something like that. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
4: And uh, in a lot of movies we've seen two or three times. And that's not the case with, like, I haven't gone back and watched The Sopranos. Like, I loved Breaking Bad, but I don't take, like, three weeks to binge watch. Like, I knew what happened. I had enough time with them. But a great movie, at the end of it, you're like, no, it's over? Ah, shit. And that's kind of what Love, Gilda was like. And then we just rolled out of there conspicuously, I was, you know, and, and then went, you know, to a friend of hers' house. But it's getting to be a lot more like visiting one or two people at their house or having people come to our house and much less, you know, going to restaurants and things like that. And so that's kind of a bummer. But I think we have a battery of psychological professionals to try and keep us sane. And I think uh, Dr. Bruno was really smart when he said, um, you know, that you knew that there would be a sacrifice for fame. Um and you just, the problem is you didn't know what size sacrifice it would be.
1: Yeah, and you and, also didn't, you couldn't read people. You you probably didn't know some people, not all people, but some people can be as bad as they are.
4: Yeah, that's very true. And then, you know, also it's good people like my family trying to help but not having boundaries. And so we've sort of receded from communication with our family also if I could do this and nobody knew who I was, it would be the best thing in the world. But that's the uh, dark side effect of trying to be a successful entertainer. And I do films... You know, I do, I'm a commercial artist, and Kate's kind of the street credit real deal. But um, I do the Emoji Movie, and I do um, Transformers 4, and Ready Player One, and Deadpool. And those are movies where, yeah, if I go to China people are like no way you're the toddler bodied guy with the weird hair <laughs> who always has this strangely coiffed beard and uh, that's Kate and holy smokes and so it has kind of come to that place but um you know what you're sacrificing and what you receive is this incredible thing which is and again, it's it's great money, but everybody who's evil is trying to take that money away from you, Correct. including business managers and agents and all <laughs> kinds of people. Um, but you do get to make, especially with movies, millions, hundreds of millions of people laugh. And I really do believe comedy is this great opiate that is actually healthy for you and just takes you out of the tragedy that sort of permeates everyday life and everybody's got to... That's why with Hecklers, I'm very... um, I ask them very sternly to stop and then we eject them and your club is great about that. Yeah. But they're making the show about themselves and they're interrupting what I'm trying to do, which is like, you know, somebody will... I'll I'll mention something about something and someone will be like, my uncle has cancer. Well, everybody has an uncle with cancer. Everybody has experienced, you know, the heartache of someone committing suicide because they didn't think they had the resources. You're not the only one. Every single person has problems that they're dealing with every single day. And so to come to the comedy club, to drink, to take your mind away from that stuff is really good. And then, you know, the best thing I can do on a television show or... In films or on stage Is say something that like Later on that week you kind of Remember it and you're like (laughs) Like just to chuckle To yourself at work you know When you're like when will this day end That's nice when I do have people That are like every time I wash my hands I think about that joke man
3: It's great
4: (laughs) (laughs) The joke I should tell the joke otherwise that's very strange Uh, It's um that it's true that the amount of time that it takes to hygienically clean your hands uh, is the exact same amount of time it takes to sing happy birthday. Have you guys heard that? Yeah. I I thought it was twice. I was like, I can't bring the... I can't bring just the white people smell like wet dogs when they get out of the pool information. (laughs) (laughs) That would be that not exactly what you want to do. So uh, that's fine. And I do sing happy birthday every single time I wash my hands. But whenever I'm in a public restroom alone and somebody else walks in, it just looks like I'm having the saddest birthday ever. <laughs> like, just like, happy birthday. Oh, thanks, you're the first one and only one to come. I chose this location because it smells horrible. Yeah. And so people will, uh, yeah, they'll be like, I wash my hands and I sing happy birthday. And I just think that's fun. That's a fun sort of lifting you out of your reality for a moment, and then that's also why I do advertising. I love uh, you're going to see. We live in a capitalist society. You're going to see that stuff anyway, so why not make it funny?
1: So I have a question for you. Do you often get to talk about things the way you just talked about them?
4: No, this is the first. And I think
1: that's wonderful.
4: The first time, and the first time in a long time. But I think no, that's, good. It's, that's ta- really good. it's taken some time. Also, I, I talk about this in my act time. I think in a post-religious, post-meaning society is the closest thing that we have to a deity because it's the only thing that's omnipresent, omniscient, and omn, uh, omnipotent. And, uh, yeah, we're always talking about saving time and wasting time and, you know, that weird expression, only time will tell, which means time knows, but it'll, it'll let you know later. <laughs> uh, but it feels like it. Yeah, it really, really does feel like <laughs> it, but... I do. I, I spell time with a capital T because I do believe that it takes... Like, time is very powerful. And so we really took some time in silence, uh, you know, or at least have tried to. And, uh, and, and once that time passes, I think we'll be able to speak more openly about... But I just... I don't, I don't think... You know, I had this troll on my fucking Twitter, sent a DM that was like, Why do I find you so unappealing? That's what she said. So first of all, great, great conversation. started. (laughs) (laughs) Way to go on that one. You seem personable. And, uh, and I said to her, I was like, because you don't know me in person, you don't know who I am. You've never met me. And she was like, that's a good point. And then I said, you find me to be a very kind, generous person who's incredibly authentic and, uh, And has good intentions and and does comedy for you and everyone else. And then she she sort of did a 180 and was like, oh, well, I stand corrected. Now I'm a fan and thank you. And then a couple days later she goes, how did I do a 180 so quickly? And I said again, because you've stopped thinking about me as a celebrity and started thinking about me as a human person. And I think I'm just, I actually have for reals had the media just be vicious, just vicious towards Kate and I, towards Kate, I mean, that's hard to, that's almost harder to watch people texting her and direct messaging her and Facebook posting and just you know just being mean why are you with this idiot you know you must be stupider than him to even put up with his antics and yeah. and that's just a mean like she doesn't need that she doesn't want that from a stranger she and she's not going to engage them because it doesn't work to be like look you don't know him i live with him and then that that's all they want they want that kind of attention and so the internet i had a pin tweet for a while <laughs> he says social media is terrible uh, i had a pin tweet for a while that said, that the internet uh, has turned the world into high school, and Kate sort of did an addendum where she said it's actually turned uh, a lot of people back to like junior high, and I think that's really Andy true. I think you're. What's that?
1: Andy always says that. that yeah, I mean, gone back to junior high school now.
4: It's it's just the the insults being hurled, the lack of empathy, the lack of understanding that these. Things are said and they have emotional repercussions for the person that you're throwing it at. I actually was really happy to have played Ehrlich for so long because I always gained weight for that role. And when I did the Emoji movie, I got all this hate. and it, But it, it, a lot of it included body shaming. And it was all, you know, it was all red hats that were just like... You stupid fat lib tarred snowflake piece of shit, you fat ass I you love loser. Like that. Yeah, you fat fuck. Now your fucking career's over. The emoji God. movie got thirteen percent. Meanwhile, I'm in a Steven Spielberg movie. I just right. did a film with Kristen Stewart and Deadpool two is coming out. And also How to Train Your Dragon Three. So they don't I guess they don't understand how films work, but
1: yeah. Yeah, you don't like not. make
4: one then make the next one and they release it after a month. And also, the emoji movie killed like Sony executives, I've been in meetings and they've been like, ah, the emoji, we made so much fucking money off of that <laughs> film. And they kind of casually like, sorry about the Rotten Tomatoes score, but whoa, did we bring it international? <laughs> the tomatoes, so they, they don't care about it at all. I also love, so I experience that kind of body shaming and I feel like I have a little bit more empathy for women who experience that on a consistent basis. Um, but it just—it's people are so mean, and it doesn't make sense the snowflake insult, because uh, each snowflake is unique, and its own beautiful natural creation. So that's just so strange. You'd be like these fucking unicorns, these goddamn golden gooses. Like it's—it doesn't make a lick of sense, and they gotta. You know these cucks like they stole that from it and, but they got they got to work harder. Libtard is yeah, okay, lib-tard. yeah, libtard. It's okay, but they got to come up with something else that's much better. You know, I literally something f- about all liberals smell like wet dogs, dogs when they get out of the pool. <laughs> all of them, it's all true. Or wet raccoons. <laughs> they got to make it worse.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, TJ, now Murray, have you checked? Are all the shows sold out now?
3: Sold out, sold out, sold out, except for Sunday. still except got for Sunday. To Sunday. For
1: Sunday.
4: And, and I, I mentioned this on your show earlier, but I love a Sunday crowd because a, yep. a Thursday night crowd is pretty crazy. they got to go to work the next day. Sunday night crowd, especially in Minnesota, they are drinking. This is a weekend yeah. night, and they have a full week of work ahead of them that the first two days are just going to be getting over the hangover. And um, so, yeah, come on. Come on Sunday, and there aren't many
2: tickets left, are there, Murray? I don't
1: think. Not too many tickets left. No, get your tickets
2: so buy your tickets we'll now. Don't somehow. be a silly goose. There's you one ticket left. left, so you better hurry. <laughs>
3: one ticket. So
4: you're really get, lonely. You can, you, you, can split, you can split it in half if the person you bring with you sits on your lap.
1: That's exactly right.
4: I advise that for couples, not guy friends.
1: I will tell you something. can be
4: uncomfortable.
1: I really, really enjoyed this whole situation because I was just you know like i said for me it's a local thing for you it's an international thing but to hear you be so honest about this i don't get the chance to do that i'm glad that you took this chance to do that it was really interesting to hear well
4: thank you for saying it and i had fun talking with you on your other show i mean i think a big thing is that podcasting in the weirdest way can allow people to be truly truly authentic that's how mark maron became who he is now right but uh you know, I think we've had some time from stuff and we've learned some hard lessons. And the luckiest thing is because Kate and I are so solid and we've known each other since college, um, you know, we have each other's back on everything. Like, I, like this is a weird example, but I do think it's really funny. Uh, she doesn't get drunk that often, but when she does, it magnifies how she's feeling. And so we went to a friend's house. All of Kate's friends are over the age of 70, by the way. So we went to a friend's <laughs> house. She rolls with the Septuagenarian crew. So we went to a friend's house, and she was just so stressed and feeling so horrible and depressed. And just she's either melancholy or full-on depressed lately. And we went there, and, uh, you know, this friend kept encouraging her. And we're like, have a drink, you know what I mean? Like, medicate, sit down, relax. And she had a couple of drinks, and she just got so drunk that she was just, like, yelling about stuff. And then when I would come over to give her a hug, she'd push me away or punch me. And, uh, Sounds like and, your mom. Yeah. And, uh, and Cynthia, who we were with, was, uh, you know, appalled at this. Oh, yeah. Kate also drunk texted... All of our siblings, hers and ours, uh, get out of our lives permanently. That's why. Fuck, fuck off permanently. and never cut. You're never welcome in our house again. That way our kids don't have to meet you. And we don't have any kids yet. That is heavy duty. Think of all the money
0: That's you saved on Christmas cards. And she, yeah, right.
4: Exactly. No yeah, more Christmas gifts. And uh, you know, she apologized for the next day. But her friend was saying, like, don't drunk text that TJ. Tell her she can't do this. And I was like, no. I mean, she kind of. We really do. I was like, if I was her, if I was exactly her, this is exactly how I would be acting. So why should I take it personally? That's totally fine. And that segues into a story about when she got drunk (laughs) in San Francisco and she, she got really drunk and she was upset with me about something else from a long time ago. And she's not mean about it, but she was just full on. Punching me in the face, like just, and she has a pretty strong left hook. It's weird because she's right handed, but she's a scrappy Michigan chick. And I was, but I was carrying her, and she, like a toddler, kept like doing that thing where you put your arms up so you slide (laughs) down to the ground. So I had to keep fucking picking her up. She's half my size, but keep picking her up. So I'm holding her, kind of helping her get back to the hotel room. And she's wailing on me and all, you know, there were like three people at the front desk and you could tell they're either like looking at their computers, but not working, just (laughs) trying not to make eye contact. And then I had one girl kind of look at me like, do you want me to call the police? And I just gave her this face like, buddy, this has happened before everything's okay. (laughs) As you can see, I'm not returning fire. And she is just like, just just punching me in the face, full on, like I had a, a black eye the next day and everything. And you know, we get up and she's like, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." And I'm, I'm, I'm always sort of in the mindset of like. Look, you had to have that night. Like, it's okay. I'll be a punching bag. I'm built like a fucking ox. Right. So you know, get into it. I don't encourage it. No. Obviously. No. No.
1: That's not. But, just I, but it. I,
4: I do sort of. I you know I do. Maybe that's the Marcus Aurelius that I've been reading. But I do believe like, you know, everything is as it should be to a certain extent, and the best way to live your life is to remind yourself that if you were the other person, because we always say, if I was somebody, I would never have done something like that. Well, that's wrong. If you were that person, then your life and your history would be exactly what it is. And so you would absolutely do that thing. You would absolutely act that way. You would absolutely be rude to your older sibling. And so I just kind of, I mean, she's a Buddhist. So for her, it's kind of a, a f- philosophical kind of Zen thing, but I'm a nihilist, and so it's a little bit different. Well, I'm an absurdist, really, but it's a little bit different. But it's very, um, it's very relaxed because there's just so little to take personally. That's why uh, Zach Woods, uh, who's who's on Silicon Valley, and he's now, right. Oh, he's the yeah. funniest. He's the funniest. And he's never. This is real. He has never seen anything that he's ever done. And he's been working oh, for like yeah. 10 years yeah. He's never watched anything He's also never read a critical review Of himself Good move. He doesn't have any social media And um I mean he's he's a lovable basket case So I, it's also important to keep his sanity At a level where he can work And um uh, But truly a brilliant guy But just can not watch himself Tom Cruise Unless he's producing the movie He, he will not watch a frame of a film that he's in.
0: They
3: and, are all the same.
4: And I watch, right. Yeah, he's like, is this Mission Impossible 3 or Jack Ryan? What's happening here? He forgets. He's done so many movies, but he does yeah, forget. Done I've, so, I've done enough movies now that I've, like, sometimes I'll forget I was in Rock of Ages and had a scene with, like, Tom Cruise. but So he's the same way. I instead watch almost everything that I do because. Um, I learn from it. So I watch and I'm like, ah, I wish they would have taken this take, or they could have given me a little bit more space, or I, I probably should have, you know, done it with a different cadence. So to me, it's just all studying. And then critical reviews, I used to say that it was like they were writing about another person, and I was just reading about it also. Um, but now it's more of a like, it just feels like work. In the sense that I look at, I just need to know what people's opinion of the projects that I'm doing is, and uh, luckily I've I'm in films that I'm a fan of. Like I was really excited to see Ready Player One, and I'm, I'm really excited to see Deadpool Two, and these are movies that I would go to, you know, and a lot of people do films that they would just simply not go to. I, I don't do movies like that, which I've heard is very funny. Cock Blockers, that movie about the parents trying to stop the kids from having sex right. on prom night. Right. I don't do movies like that because they stick a funnel in John Cena's butthole and he butt chugs beer, but then farts and it comes out of the funnel into the wow. face of the guy know. who's I have holding a it. For, for and that guy's like, ow, ass beer. And I'm just like, Okay, yeah. there are people that will do that, and they're good at it, and I'm going to let you guys do that. And I'll be over here right? in blockbuster oh, land.
0: Yeah. I saw, I was on a plane, so I didn't have any choice. I had to watch it. I watched Dirty Grandpa. I'm like, Robert De Niro, what are you doing?
4: I know choice. I like that you're like, well, uh,
0: I've but it was watched like everything a tra- else. It was like a train wreck. I mean, you, it's hard not to watch it. It's, wait a minute, what are you doing?
4: Yeah, and Zach Efron... Uh, God bless his soul Because uh, he's also at CAA He's a um, You know, he's not a comedian He's like a musical theater dude yeah. And so the two of them trying to do a movie With just the studio being like Well, it's Robert De Niro And he's super famous And Zac Efron guarantees box office mm-hmm. But a lot of these films are just money grabs You know, I mean, they're just cash grabs For De Niro, I think he probably made I don't know, he probably made like $10 million for that I don't and so think the out of check. money though I know, but there's this weird thing, because I'm really good friends with Wahlberg, there's this weird thing where once you have a certain amount of money, which I think is around $20 million, um, you don't really need to work anymore, but for some reason you get addicted to making more money, to the work, you want to keep working, you worked so hard to get to that place, and so you just keep working and working and working and working working. And I think some of these guys, too, are thinking, especially De Niro, are thinking, all right, if I'm going to retire at some point here and I want to retain the lifestyle I have, which is that I don't fly commercially because that just doesn't work. There's too many people that, um, you know, then they, they, they feel scared and so they need that. Just like we all do with our retirement, we kind of, you know, we want to have the money to maintain the lifestyle that we have. And uh, luckily Kate and I don't have a particularly expensive lifestyle But, you know, I think there are cash grab movies like that And then everybody looked at Emoji Movie and said That's just a cash grab for you, TJ And that's not the case I got paid SAG union minimum So I got paid minimum wage for what my union allows And it's, you know, it's for kids And they were going to make it anyway Like Sony was making that movie Whether it was my voice or not And so I did a pass on the script and said, let's try and make this the funniest, best emoji movie of all time. And then it's an original property. You know, so many of these movies are Hotel Transylvania 5 and all this stuff. And it's like, I'm not going to join a franchise. Well, I joined a franchise in Transformers 4, but that was uh, a reboot because then they had Wahlberg instead of Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf, (laughs) LaBooBoos. Um, Labu Farina. I also like to call him... Um, <laughs> who's the one I always make fun of? Oh, Ashton Kutchner's. I like Kutcher. to say that. No, I, yeah, I, like, with Kuch- I like, Kuchners. Nice.
1: like I like Kutchner's. There's multiples kid. of him.
4: But that guy's a guy who does. He likes money. You know, he invests in Silicon Valley stuff. And so there are people I think that really, really love the money and they want to have a boat. You know, they want to have a big yacht and a captain and... That kind of thing. And I'm just happy with, uh, you know, we got a drop-down screen and a projector. And that's all I ever wanted. My father had a movie theater go. in our house growing up. And it was just my favorite thing in the world. And I thought it was so cool. And it's such a wonderful social thing to invite people over to see a film. Uh, so, like, we're good, you know. And uh, I think there will be a point where, and that the idea is there will be a point where some years i just do stand-up and maybe i I only do it for six months out of the year or something but if it's hopefully i get to a point where if it's not a movie that i want to be in then i don't have to be in it and that's the way it's been for most of my life which is i'm very fortunate for that i mean that's that's pretty rare but the fame thing within the last year is just like it's so weird it's like um you know it's like you were so lucky at the table at a casino or something like that and you're so lucky and you're, you're drinking free drinks nonstop, and you're spending hours and hours and hours and hours at the craps table because you're winning 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 and then suddenly you're like holy shit i have two thousand dollars and then and i've been so lucky and this is fantastic and then the casino's like oh those drinks weren't free uh, your tab is nine hundred dollars, like, and you're like, God yeah, exactly. damn it! This was going so well, and now I'm fucked. They, you know, actually, it's more like they come in and they're like, "You drank twenty five hundred dollars worth of liquor," and you're like, "Well, there it goes." Now I just, I guess I owe the casino five hundred dollars, uh, and I work a lot of casinos, so I see people that kind of are in that position. They're like, "I'm so lucky." And then they just go and, you know, they're on a winning streak and they just put quarters into a slot machine and then suddenly everything they won is totally gone. Casinos are really hard to do stand-up in because, and I, I like that, I think that's an interesting challenge, but your audience essentially, casinos and awards shows are the hardest. Casinos, you're essentially playing to an audience of losers, I mean, yeah, truly, very, you got to think about that. It's them coming and being like, well, i got to see a show because I don't want to go home and just say I lost money. Um, <laughs> and if you're winning, you don't go fucking see the guy from Yogi Beer 3D, you stay at the table where you keep playing, so the only people in there are losers and they're not in a great mood. So you got to really elevate them I understand. and you do not make fun of gambling because they are not happy with gambling at that moment. And then awards shows, I didn't understand why it was so, um, I just didn't understand why it was so hard. It just was a really cold audience. And then I realized they're all drinking a lot because they're nervous. And all, all of them are, you know, thinking about their speeches and what if I win? Well, only one person wins from all the nominees. So as an award show goes on, <laughs>
1: More, more losers. there's more
4: losers in the room so they slowly uh, fill the room with all losers except for like uh, 25 people and when you win an award you don't go back in the audience and there's a winner's VIP lounge and you're drinking champagne all this shit so it's I'd say the last hour of an awards show especially if it's live is like you really gotta go hard and bring a type of energy that is like almost inauthentic that you're like alright guys hey. Who's ready to hear Best Picture for editing? All right, here we go.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have to get TJ on stage in about five minutes.
4: Yeah, I know, exactly. And uh, I won't. I, I might not be able to get uh, the uh, Carhartt jeans that I have. I'm wearing pants that my wife sort of likes the look of them, and I don't mm-hmm. really care what I look like. Uh, I always say that I, uh, and this is also in the act, I say that I dress like an asshole on purpose because I like to stop arguments uh, between people in cars at intersections, and I'll explain because if I didn't, that'd be the strangest single statement. Interesting. Uh, But I do. I mean, have you ever been in an argument with somebody in a car at a stoplight, and you're like? Well, if you just didn't say that kind of stuff to my mother, then she wouldn't respond like that. Oh, so I'm supposed to censor everything that I say? I just have to censor everything I want to say to your mother? No, I'm not saying that. Just like have a filter, and then both of you stop arguing for a second, and you're both like, somebody's crossing the pedestrian walkway, and you're like, look at this fucking guy. He's an idiot. What, what What guy's dressed? And then they go back to the argument. It's like, you know what? You're right. I could think, pick and choose what I say to your mother. So it's a benevolent act even that, but I, I came here and found out I didn't have a suit pants to my suit because I always wear a suit on stage. Right. So I had to go on stage yesterday with these stupid skinny sweatpant things that like are practically capris. Jaggers. And just feel like an idiot.
3: They're called jaggers.
4: They're called joggers or jaggers? Yeah joggers joggers yes i'm I'm wearing a pair of joggers i'd rather be an mc hammer pants (laughs) and parachute pants we're talking um but yeah it's you know i mean hopefully i'll have time to get the appropriate pants for tonight
1: you will get them on tj miller there are no tickets left now Sunday, still just, got tickets. Sunday, Sunday, uh, just Sunday, a, Sunday. Sunday. Just how many? Let's bit. talk for real. How let's many? Do talk, let's talk for real. Okay, we'll talk for real. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Tj at Rick Bronson's house comedy, but everything's all sold out except for Sunday, and we're going to Sunday seven
4: thirty. We're going to find out how many we it's have. O'clock. If you tweet me, I'm at not TJ Miller. If you tweet at me, the first person to tweet, I'll get two comp tickets. But um, how many do we have left? Sixty left. Ooh, those are going to go fast. All right, so guys, get into that because there's also a lot of walk ups. So. Yep. buy your tickets it's a lot of fun i mean you know i try and get here every year but i also try and cover the entire country yep and like we're going to scandinavia in a little bit and we i, I also do canada so you know get the tickets because i might not be able to come back for a year and a half two years or something like that and if two great films come to me well, there goes six to eight months, you know. There you have it. So then I have to play just the large markets because that's, you know, I need to make as many people laugh as possible. So you you have to play a theater of a thousand or something like that because you can't go to a club and do an intimate show right. for, you know, a few hundred people, which I much, much prefer.
1: I understand, sir. Well, I appreciate it. Like I said, I'm, I'm looking at it. You got to talk about a lot of things You're, you don't get a chance to talk about. It, it was great to I just witness it. Great having a conversation with you. Thank you, TJ.
4: Much love. proper to each and every one of you. Tell your wife I said she married way up. <laughs> way, way up. And the only reason I say that, honestly, is because you see a picture of Kate. I married so far up that you I did. don't know. I think there might be something wrong with her.
1: Well, that, yeah. Well, I mean, I get the same situation. I mean, to the have captain. any
4: kind of intercourse with me, social or sexual, <laughs> something's got to be wrong with you.
1: We'll be. I back, look like a
4: toddler took a growth serum, <laughs> and then and then walks around with a clown wig on. I don't think so. I don't. I got think a jaw so. like a horse.
1: We'll be back, Tom show. <laughs>